What's going on, everyone? It's yours truly, Michael Clark, back again for the fourth attempt on the Michael Clark podcast. We're doing the week one wrap up of the NFL season kickoff. It was a beautiful thing. Football's back, guys. So I know a lot of teams, a lot of people are going to clamoring with the uh, with their bravado and their eagerness and, of course, just the passion. Most people I know play football at least up until about JV or Frost off, depending on how soft you were. Now, we're going to start this podcast, obviously, with a little bit of bias, with a little bit of unbiased. For those that don't know, and the ones I'm going to share this podcast, I'm a Vikings fan. So with that being said, go Vikes. Took care of business. Smacked on the Falcons as we should at home. Did our thing. Nash, I know you're slurring out a lot of expletives right now. And I'm not sorry. We had to do what we had to do. It's a long season, of course, so that's only the, the uh, week one results. That was an interesting game, man. We ran for 172 yards. We had three touchdowns rushing on the ground. Dalvin Cook looked like the, the elite prospect coming out of Florida State, at least at the running back position. He had 21 carries, 111 yards, two tubs, long run of 22 yards. Kirk Cousins, uh, it's very interesting. We pay this man $80 million guaranteed for only eight completions, so therefore... 80 mil, eight completions. He did his job. 98 yards and a touchdown, had one sack. It's QBR 76. So for all you analytic nerds, once again, don't pay attention to analytics because if you told me he got a 76 QBR, I'm thinking he put up 400 yards, about four tubs, no picks. And that wasn't the case. All right, back up. Madison, I like how he looked, man. He had, uh, he's right around about five yards per touch. Guy runs pretty vicious, man. He's doing his thing. On the flip side, Thielen had a he had a grab, he had a touchdown, he ran in. Diggs two for thirty seven, man. So, like I said, man, this is an interesting game, man. Obviously, our defense was the the better of the two. Harrison Smith led the way with nine tackles total, a solo. Xavier Rose, he did his thing, man. Like I said, he had the he had the hard matchup versus Julio, and Rose had got ate up in the preseason on a play versus the Cardinals by uh, Demir Bird who was much more of a fast receiver. And he, that was the one weakness I always noticed about X is that he doesn't match up too well against speedy guys. Julio is technically still a speedy guy, but that's just an uh, added element to his game. He's more of a precise route runner. He's more physical than anything. He's in that he's in that element of T.O. He can't burn by you if you if you ain't got the burners to go with him. But I, I, I felt confident he was going to do his thing versus him. Whether those that are watching the game want to say, oh, well, he, was, he wasn't really one-on-one. He was one-on-one. A safety's going to be above a receiver regardless, however you put it. Or however you see it, rather. So he did his thing, man. Daniil, A.B., Linval, and Everson, they all got a sack each. Jermaine Curse was the interesting guy I've seen throughout the, throughout the game when I was watching. He was he's playing a little bit of nickel. It looks like he's earned more of Zimmer's trust, man. He had nine tackles and six solos, so we're going to see how that's going to play out, man. Obviously, me, I'm really looking forward to Mike Hughes getting back. He was our first rounder from last season towards ACL. I thought he was going to have a really good season, man. He had a pick six to the crib. I know he was going to add some return value, but, you know, we'll, Mike, we're pulling for you, dog. You know, uh, Trey Waynes, shame on you. Gave up that beautiful touchdown pass to Matt Ryan. I believe that was Calvin Ridley. 
it's not much more than that. I'm not gonna give the Falcons too much praise. Okay, I have to be realistic. Um, it's gonna be a long year, man. If you guys want to take a look at the uh the podcast we did on the NFC South, if you didn't pay attention, basically we touched on the you know Falcons predictions and Saints and all that stuff and other teams in the NFC South. I Falcons roughly around 10, 11 wins, so this shouldn't affect them too too much. It'll affect them a little bit because it is an NFC foe. So if it comes down to it in week seventeen or week sixteen, we do have the the um the tiebreaker. Not the, excuse me, not the tiebreaker. Yeah, we have the tiebreaker on the Falcons. So to all my Vikings fans. Salute. Now, moving on. And I should have really started with this game. But as I said, I'm a Vikings fan, so I'm not going to start with another team. Win or lose. The Packers and the Bears, man, that was another interesting game. Um, It was the actual season opener, although it should have been Patriots, Rams, or, you know, Patriots, Steelers, however you want to look at it. Mr. Trubisky, man, he has a long ways to go. I seen someone online post this on Twitter saying, "Can you imagine if the Bears' defense had Mahomes or Trubisky? Oh, excuse me, Mahomes or Watson?" And we're gonna touch on both of them later. Pause. They would be deadly. They might be Super Bowl favorites with that defense. Aaron Rodgers was himself as usual. He's getting sacked up five times. They both actually got sacked up. Man, this was a really a defensive game. Surprisingly, Packers. You can see the improvement they made along that defensive front. Man. Preston Smith had a second and a half. Zadavia Smith had one. They're getting the backfield, man. They had six tackles for loss as a unit. Bears, of course, had nine as a unit. Khalil Mack didn't get a sack, but he did have a tackle for loss, and his impact was definitely felt, man. That guy, is a he is a wrecking crew within himself. Keem Hicks had a sack. Leonard Floyd had two to start the season off, so he's doing his thing. And, of course, Adrian Amos, he had that interception. That I know that was... Um, that was definitely fulfilling, man. For him to get that versus his former team. Blake Martinez, he's looking like that's going to be their guy on defense. That's what it's looking like. He had a sack, tackle for loss, had seven tackles, five for solo. Yeah, man. So um, as a Vikings fan, I've always known this deep down. I hate to admit it, but Rodgers uh, and once, you know, of course, Brett Favre. They're our kryptonites, man. If Rodgers isn't playing, I'd feel confident sweeping them in the division. With him, it's going to be a tough task, man. Looks like their defense is improved. Um, and it's Rodgers. He's one of the top three quarterbacks. So if you have him, how can you how can you not, you know, be cautious of that? Moving on to the uh oh man. The next game was the Rams. Panthers, Andy B, I know you listen to this. I hope you are. Cam Newton is going through some changes, obviously, with the throwing motion. I know it takes time. There's a lot of mental things that go with that. If you want to think about it, he is 30, I believe so. So for the at least the last, what's going on? We're going to say, I'm just going to assume he started throwing the pigskin like that at 12, 13. For the last... 18 years he's had that throwing motion well 17 or whatever so it's gonna take time for him to get there but he missed uh when we're watching the game i told you he missed about five throws maybe i'm being a little harsh he missed at least three he missed greg olson on the out route i believe that was in the fourth quarter i want to say he missed kevin hogan he missed i think he even missed curtis samuel too he missed his guys man if it wasn't for christian mccaffrey this game would have been a blowout and speaking of the christian mccaffrey 19 carries, 128 yards on the ground alone, two tubs. 10 catches through the air, 81 yards. So you put up 
on 29 on 29 touches he had 20 yards two tubs and one of those and one of those I believe it was in the fourth quarter he had a he had a run or either a catch and he was breaking tackles all the way down to the one even throughout the whole game you can see he's not afraid for a guy 205 210 he is not afraid to run to the hole that wildcat formation they had when he took up the gut for a touchdown man this is the guy that I remember from Stanford. That first year, he was whatever. Last year, you could see it, really. And then this year, it looks like he's going to take off, man. So if the Panthers can get themselves together, that's another dark horse, I believe, for MVP. Because, trust me, he's getting them touches. They're going look, Christian McCaffrey, he's probably going to get close to 2,000 yards total offense in about 15 to 20 touchdowns. I wouldn't be surprised. He's been working out hard. He put on a little more muscle. And it might pay dividends. Run CMT. A little more things I want to touch on within this game. Jared Goff, uh, fresh off that extension as well. He didn't play his best. Both teams ran the ball effective. Todd Gurley had 14 for 97. Malcolm Brown, when he was getting his carries, that guy was looking like a grown man out there. Two tells for him. Could have been Gurley's easily. 11 carries, so they're going to... Definitely looks like they're going to employ that second back heavy for the uh, Rams. So Malcolm Brown, for all those fancy owners, you might want to pick him up. Truthfully, I'm speaking to myself. Also, golf was forcing it, man. I seen he locked on the woods a lot. Cooks, he had six targets. Tick Higby, those tight end screens, they ran those at least two or three times, man. Freeing him to get those yards. DJ Moore on the flip side was looking good himself. We're gonna see how he goes in the second year. Curtis Samuel, I was hearing rumbling about him. He was the um he was the quote unquote MVP of the offseason so far. The team MVP, you know, offseason and going to the training camp and preseason and all that. So we're gonna see how that's gonna go, man. As a team, they only had one sack. They couldn't get much pressure. James Bradbury, I believe he had a sack. And he had a tackle for loss. Brian Burns, not much. Yeah, as a, as a unit, they couldn't get too much pressure on golf, man. They played pretty good coverage, ironically. And, and Bradbury, excuse me, also had an INT. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do him like that. On the flip side, Aaron Donald was, uh, he wasn't there, but you can tell that those double teams were helping the other guys. Fowler Jr. had two sacks, two tackles for loss. Clay Matthews sack and a tackle for loss, so he's letting his presence be known. Panthers, they have a long way to go, man. Um, if Cam can get right and get more accurate and they can get in rhythm, they will be a team that will be reckoned with because their defense does look much improved. They held golf to one eight to 280. Excuse me. Yeah, the 186. Yeah, they held him, he held him on the two two bills. So that's, that's good, man. That's something to go to. Fast forwarding to my boy, none other than fantasy MVP. 2018-19 season MVP Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mahomes looked like himself from last year. 25 of 33, 378, three tubs. Sammy Watkins got off. So for anyone that owned him in fantasy, I know they were excited. He had three tubs, all from Mahomes, of course. McCoy, Shady McCoy's looking just as elusive. He's gonna be a sneaky pick in a fantasy, and I think I might have to pick him up actually. No, we're going to check if LaShawn's there. 
Because if he's healthy, he's going to get his, um, he's going to get some tubs, man. So actually, so we're going to, um, so we're going to, um, yeah, I know I took that ill. I'm in sixth place though. We good. Uh, yeah, man. So we're going to, um, I'm sure somebody picked him up, man, freaking anyways, get back to this just to stay on topic. Chiefs, I like what I saw from the Chiefs for the most part. I mean, we know they're going to score. They held them to 26. They put out Nick Foles, broken clavicle. Looked like he's going to be out for at least, I believe, what is it, week 11. So they're going to be with him for a while. They traded for Josh Dobbs after Pittsburgh got that smack fest laid on them. But that Minshew dude, um, for what it's worth, I know he was the meme of the preseason since he got smacked uh, and his helmet off with the trucker mustache. He did his thing, man. It wasn't too bad. He only missed three passes. He should have had a he should have had a pick six by I believe one of the DNs from it wasn't was it wasn't Frank Clark. It was one of the DNs. Let me see. Um see if I can find this guy. It might have been Okafor. No, no, excuse me. It was Emmanuel Agba. Agba, he had been brick hands, man. He couldn't do his thing, but you should have caught that and took it to the crib. It would have been like a ten yard uh INT to the house. Frank Clark also had an interception himself. No sacks. But they're doing their thing, man. They have three tackles for loss. Jalen Ramsey, five solos, five total tackles, of course. I know he was looking forward to that matchup with Tyreek Hill, who's obviously going to miss some time. But um, with that being said, Chiefs look like the real deal. Week one overreaction. But so far, they do like the real deal. I think they're going to be fine. Jacksonville. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up trading uh if they end up trading Jalen Ramsey. Maybe not right now, but after the offseason, because he looked like he might be a potential problem for, you know, for that team. He's too elite to be wasting his time on a team that looks like they're going down. They're trending downward, if we're being honest. Now moving on to the most surprising loss of the day, easily. Titans and Browns. Most people know the Titans know they're a tough team. Actual diehards and and real fans of the NFL, people that obviously watch tape. But the Browns put on a they put on a dud. Three picks by Baker Mayfield. We know he's aggressive. We know he's gonna take his shots. But for you guys to lose like that at home, they put up twenty one in the fourth. There was still opportunity for you guys to come back in this game. They put up 21 in the fourth at your own building. It's embarrassing. Odell Beckham, obviously, he's going through the whole thing with the uh, with the watch crisis. We're going to just go ahead and say it's a watch crisis. <laughs> his watch costs more than some people's homes. He's wearing a house on his wrist, as, as rappers like to say. Jarvis Landry, who was snapping off for reporters, obviously gaming the laws. I mean, this team was getting a lot of spotlight, man. They had this whole YouTube series, but it just seemed like they just folded. Mariota only needed 14 completions and three touchdowns, of course. Derrick Henry looking like a, another year of a fantasy guru. 19 carries, 84 yards, a tub, one catch. He was clocked at over 20 miles per hour. And that's a big dude coming, of course. Both teams were getting on the quarterbacks. Miles Garrett had two sacks to lead the way for the Browns. 
Cameron Wake had 2.5 himself. And they had more sacks, of course. Logan Ryan had 1.5. Eight, eight tackles. That's pretty... Um, This is Logan Ryan? Guy's pretty aggressive, man. But like I said, but Baker, man, he just... I know he's aggressive. So... There's... There's nothing wrong with that. There's there's not nothing wrong being aggressive. Of course, you got to know when to take your foot off the wheel. But me personally, I don't really have an issue with him. Um, maybe there was too much expectations placed on them. But, you know, maybe it was too much expectations. Or maybe it's just week one and those things could happen. Do I think they're going to Super Bowl even before that loss? No. Did I pick them to win a division? Not sure if I did. And we're going to burn that off wax. Because I ain't got time for no one to put that in my face. But the point is, they still have Cream Hunt coming back sometime this year. They still got two elite receivers. They got an up-and-coming receiver. As I you know, previously stated in my, my podcast from last time. Joku, he's up-and-coming as well. That defense, they got too much talent for it to just be like this for the whole year. I'd be more. I'd be rather surprised if they, if they start out. I want to say if they start out anything worse than four and four, they're three and five come week eight or week nine. The coach might be gone, because if the right coach got this amount of talent, a la Andy Reid, a la Bill Belichick, even Doug Peterson, be lights out. Moving on to week one's, or excuse me, we're going to rephrase that. Moving on to the MVP currently the NFL, Lamar Jackson. 17-20, five touchdowns. I know it's early. I know it's real, real early. But we're just being honest. Lamar is the MVP right now. Followed by Watson. Put Mahomes up there. Brady. It's a QB race right now. But he was easily week one player of the week. It was all wrist work. They came out that first quarter ready to pounce on their heads. Mark Ingram led the way with a run. Marquise Brown got a 47-yard bomb from him. Really not a bomb, but, you know, he he got that one off nice pretty, pretty good. Then he bombed one about 44. About 50 to 55 yards in the air Turned into an 85 yard pass To Marquise Hollywood Brown Who also of course finished the day with 4 catches 147 yards, 2 tubs So he definitely showed that explosiveness coming out of OU man Then of course Mark Ingram 14 carries, 170 yards, 2 tubs It's going to be a long year for the Dolphins man To Tua Tagovailoa If you're hearing this or Justin Herbert of Oregon. I hope I like South Beach. Because this might be a year, boy. Can you drink? I know he couldn't really get in the groove. They started flinging the ball everywhere once things got out of hand. They only have four, four carries for 12 yards. Hopefully things can improve because he's one of my backs on Fantasy League. And if not, your ass is grass. You'll be out of town. Ravens, they, they're going to they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with, man. Lamar only had three carries, so I know he's gonna be passing like this the whole season. But if he, if he's even close to this, 
They're going to be dangerous. Play action, dangerous. It's going to be dangerous. Moving on. Let's see what I want to jump on next. Then got those. Let's go to another surpriser. The Bills, I thought this game was over. Somehow they came back against the Jets. Um, Josh Allen, two picks. This is the battle of the uh, second-year quarterbacks from last year's draft. Not too much hope. I mean, he did, you know, figure a way to get back in the game and win. But I wouldn't say it's too much hope. I still think he's average, below average in between that realm of quarterback. The team is just not that good overall. We're just being honest. I'm surprised the Jets lost his win at home. Le'Veon got his carries and his receivings, of course, his yards catching. Robbie Anderson was a disappointment because he's on my fantasy team. Nothing personal. Bills were getting after. They were definitely getting after Darnold, though. Jerry Hughes led the way, 1.5 sacks. They had four totals a team. CJ Mosley, of course, had to pick six to the house. <coughs> I include everything in my podcast from sneezes to accurate predictions to sometimes just nonsense. Moving on, we're going to touch on with Philly and Washington, man. I thought Philly was about to take that L at home, but they showed some resilience. Interesting thing I want to touch on with this game was that, man, as a former Viking, one of the top five Vikings of all time, Adrian didn't get to dress. Over over a running back that didn't even get any carries. That would have been a great day to uh, probably have Adrian Peterson carrying the ball. Seeing now Darius Geis hurt him his meniscus and he's going to miss some time. Although Case Keenum did technically, stats-wise, he played good. 30 for 44, 383 tubs in the loss. He didn't even turnovers, man. So That's not bad. Both teams couldn't really get after the quarterback. They did, however, combine for nine total tackles for loss on both sides. Deshaun Jackson was uh, definitely got the game ball, man. That guy, talk about still being having the ability to take the top off the defense out of Cal Berkeley. Eight catches, 154, two tubs. So he's going to be around. Miles Sanders, he's the guy to keep on, keep an eye out on this team. Seriously. He's the one to watch because... He has a different level of explosiveness than other backs have has on the on the Eagles. Damn it. <laughs> it's fine. No, I'm gonna finish out here. Stay in the room with your grandma so I can finish. Sorry about that, y'all. So we got a few more minutes before I gotta cut. But as I was saying, Miles Sanders, look out for him, man, because I seen a highlight of him while he was running. And that guy's got some wiggle. He's got some juice. Big shout-outs to Vernon Davis. I feel bad for him. Obviously, he lost the, the passing of his grandfather. That touchdown he had was one of his freakiest ones of his career, and that's saying something. Dude was able to break two tackles, three technically, hurdle someone. I mean, it's just, how are you still doing this, man? How? You've been playing football since I started playing football. And I stopped, and you still playing, and I'm younger than you. But, you know. Things are going to be the things. Carson Wentz looking like the MVP candidate himself. Moving on to that, we're going to move on to 
the Chargers and Colts. And the Colts made this very interesting. Marlon Mack, I'm not gonna I'm gonna, see, I'm gonna have to see if I can finesse you away from whoever owns you on the fantasy team within our, our league because that performance you had was that was eye-opening. So you're definitely on my radar. 25 totes, 174 yards, 63-yard tub. Jacoby Brissett looking like a real deal himself. 21, 27, 192 tubs, two sacks, 66 QBR. Play of the day definitely was uh, safety Malik the Freak Hooker had the one-hand grab in motion. That was like a mad interception. You can just see him just coming once the ball is released, and then he just took it in in stride. That was almost as if he was the receiver. Hmm. You never know. Both teams, decent pass rush, although with the Colts having two more with four total. It's going to be a long year for the Colts. I was saying recently on the Andrew Luck podcast, if things go south, no pun intended to the division, of course, things will get ugly. But but with that being said, but we're going to also move on because my interest level for those who are listening to their teams Y'all wasn't doing y'all job. That Monday nighter, Houston and New Orleans, that one was sick. Deshaun Watson, like I said, he's one of the top five MVPs right now after week one. There's no reason they should have lost that game. I don't understand why. You don't even have to play press coverage, but come on, man. You can't let a dude just hit a hitch route on you. Excuse me, let a run, do the run a, a curl, get to where he wants. Further than they hit a field goal. Did you think he wasn't going to hit 58 inside the dome? I'm sure they make sure their kickers can at least hit from 55 if they sign him to a pro contract in the NFL. But that's none of my business. There's nothing to be disappointed on the Texans outside of. I would definitely keep an eye on J.J. Watt. He didn't look like J.J. Watt even from last year. Maybe he's a slow starter this year, perhaps. But last week, excuse me, yesterday was a game they definitely could have used Clowney. They really could have used him. So we'll see how things go with the Texans. And if they don't get better protection with him, although I do have to tip my, my do-rag, and I got to tip my hat off to, you know, I got to tip my hat off to the Saints, man, because they have some exotic blitzes. Whether a quarterback is a dual-threat quarterback or a quarterback, you know, is a pocket passer, that would be hard to escape, man. So big ups to the, tech, to the Saints defensive coordinator. Shut up, Drew Brees. On to another surprising game. New England tapped tap them yams on the Steelers, man. That one was ugly. And they're getting Antonio Brown. Look, that's a whole different. I, I already dropped the podcast about AB. Business is booming in New England. Phil Dorsett was looking like a deep threat coming out of the University of Miami. Four catches for almost 100 yards and two tubs. Josh Gordon looked like the big play himself guy. Brady might be. He might. He might win MVP. I wouldn't be surprised. Both teams couldn't really get too much of a pass rush. Obviously, because New England ran the ball more effective than they did. James Conner was essentially non... He was a non-factor. Catching, he did have 4 for 44, but I mean, it wasn't happening. Juju, he's going to take to that double coverage life. Six catches for 78 yards, which is okay. But as the real number one on their team, they're going to need more from him on that one. Big Ben, 27-47. One sack, one pick. 18 QBR, looking very pedestrian. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but for those that are Steelers fans, 
or just fans of football, we know the real reason why the Steelers are demising or they're entering their demise. Moving on, San Fran took care of business versus the Bucks. It was 31-17. They lost the running back, Tevin Coleman, obviously newly acquired. Jarek McKinnon, I believe, which is a weird story. He's not playing this year, or he's just not playing for at least 8 to 10 weeks, but he's dealing with the, another injury. I don't know what's going on with that. But, um, yeah, Jimmy G looking all right, man. One tub, one pick. He looked better than Jameis, and that's all that matters at this point. Another I need to keep on with in my fantasy team is Robert, uh, excuse me, Ronald Jones, Rojo from SC, the running back. Might have to pick him up. San Fran had more sacks. Sherman's looking like Sherman out there. Willispoon's doing his thing out there. I see you, dog. The DBs are doing good, man. That's a good start for San Fran. I expect them to take care of business. Jameis, in a second, you're going to be looking like Seamus, boy, so you better get it together. Moving on real quick, Seattle, 21-20. Seattle needed that win, man, if they want to definitely take care of the stuff within their division, as I did pick them to win their division. Moving on to the last game, uh, excuse me, Oakland surprisingly beat Denver. They rallied around the fact that they lost their best player, so we're going to see how they really, you know, rally around that because, to me, I think they're going to be in tank for two mode, but Derek Carr... Has no idea yet. He's unaware of that. I know he's only taking care of what he can, but yeah. Keep eye on that. OG Pota, Luis, it might be a long year. I know it's one game, but it might be a long year. But in the words of Al Davis, just win, baby. And now wrapping up with the game, and uh, I just want to say a few, a few things about this, man. And uh, I know for the people that are listening, like, dang, man, you got all these stuff in your background with your podcast. I know, man, I, I got kids. They don't really care about me when it comes to my stuff. My my girl, she got a big ass head and she just oblivious. Her mama got a big head, too. So, you know, it's all love. Point is, the Cowboys are my pick to get to the Super Bowl from the NFC. I know it sounds sickening, but. I just think when it comes down to it, I know their line's not going to be healthy every single game this year. That would be surprising. But if they can get 14 games and somehow towards the end and when the playoffs hit, I think the Cowboys are going to get to the ball, man. Just watching them yesterday, and I know it's the Giants. I know they're the weaker of the teams, although they do have the superior talent at running back in, in Saquon Barkley, who's obviously better than um, Zeke Elliott. But you can hear that from me. Michael Gallup's probably going to develop into one of the more lesser-known secrets in the underrated, however you want to say it. That guy's coming, man. I know it was on the rookie yesterday, but if you look at it from this standpoint, dude has seven for 158. Last year, he he dropped a lot of key catches that didn't work out for them, of course, but their offenses look too smooth, man. Obviously, they have three all-pros. In reality, they have five first-rounders, although the left guard, he won the second round. And then Lyle Collins would have went first round at LSU when he came out, but he ended up going through that whole issue, coming out of school, and it was a supplemental pick. But they essentially got five first-rounders on that line, man. And they're all, you know, coming together. So the Cowboys, like I said, man, their defense was pretty good yesterday. They did give it that long run to Saquon, but I don't have any issues with that. That dude's a generational talent. They don't make those guys every day. But their defense is going to get there. Key for them, definitely, is Sean Lee getting more healthy. 
But uh, Dak Prescott, man, I'm, like I said, their line, if they can get 14 games, they're going to win. They're going to win the conference for sure. That's that's a no brainer. They're going to win the conference. And I know I know this is probably my week one overreaction. They're most likely going to give. Man, I'm going to I'm going to get grilled for this. For my coworkers, I'm riding with this. They're probably going to be the ones to give New England that problem, man. They they might they might be the ones to give New England the problem. They just might. He was looking like a whole different guy. I mean, yeah, of course he has weapons, he has this, he has that. But think about it, Zeke didn't really get rolling. Tony Pollard kid, he didn't really get rolling either. Can you imagine when they want to decide? All right, let's buckle up, like as they have for the last three years. We're going to run the ball on you, and there's nothing you can do. It's going to get scary, man. But this is yours truly, heading out to work. Got to do what I got to do, man. I want to thank, thank you to everyone that's listening to this podcast. The last week didn't get no views. AB boom, booming. I'm, I'm deeply saddened and hurt, and hurt about that one. I think this one should definitely pull in some more views, man. So with that being said, it's yours truly. I'm out of here. Peace and blessings.